0: What's up? Welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show, recorded live from the front seat of my vehicle with you in the passenger seat. Put your seatbelt on. We're going for a ride. Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Why do we attract people who are needy? Is it because you're a good person? Is it because... People just see you as a kind of individual who takes care of things. Why is it that happens? Is there something about you that just tends to attract people with problems or people in need or people who are broken? I call this wounded bird syndrome. And I used to be a wounded bird collector. And you know, I think if you have that personality type, you probably, it's always there in the back of your mind and you have a natural propensity to attract these kinds of individuals. But I wanna talk to you about how to break that cycle and why it can be a wonderful thing to be someone who helps others and takes care of others and nurses them back to health, gets them back on their feet. But it can also be something that's destructive, destructive to your more deserved relationships, the people who really need you and your time. So let's talk about what I'm referring to. I'm talking about the types of individuals who they just always have struggle. It's like a black cloud floats over their head. These are the people who are like, maybe they're always in debt. Or it just seems like every week there's something new going on that's just traumatic. They tend to make bad decisions. You know what else? They tend to just have like really bad luck. So you're like, I can't blame them. This isn't even bad decisions. It's just like bad things are constantly happening to this person. And if they don't have me, who do they have? These are the kinds of people who they're really sweet. They're like good people, but bad things are always happening or they're just always, in need they're the ones that have to borrow money and that you know have a boyfriend who ends up being a crazy stalker or you know it's just it's like bad things are always happening and you feel like you tend to attract these people i want you to know that i can relate to this so much because i'm that person i'm the person who loves to swoop in and save the day and i used to do so at the cost of other relationships. And I, you know, to be honest, I had to be like really aware of the fact why I was doing it. Because you can really get caught up in, you know, like, gosh, I'm a good person, that's why I'm doing this. Gosh, they have nobody else, you know. And you can tell yourself those things and justify spending your time, your money, your energy, on these individuals because it's like the right thing to do or the Christian thing to do or whatever you want to frame it as. But let's talk about how it serves you, the person who is the caretaker. Let's talk about what's in it for you because that's how I broke the cycles. I had to look at like, okay, this is causing problems in my other relationships. So why am I doing it? Well, I was doing it because it made me feel like I was important, right? So if you're saving somebody, how can you not feel good? If you're the sole person others rely on, how can that not stroke your ego? I mean, it does. You start to feel like, gosh, I guess I'm the hero here. You know what else it does? It puts you in a position of authority. If you're saving somebody, if you're loaning somebody money, if you're giving them your time and energy they kind of owe you in some regards and you might think that mentally or at least if nothing else it puts you in a position of authority like almost like a parent so it feels good all the way around and it serves us you know what else it does this was a really big one for me it becomes a safe distraction so if I've got a you know, problems in my own marriage or a business that I need to take care of or a house I need to clean or, you know, whatever it is that I need to do, you are not gonna fault me and I'm not gonna feel like a loser if instead of doing what I need to do, I'm helping somebody else. Now, if instead of working on my business, I'm shopping at the mall or scrolling on Facebook, I don't feel too good about myself but if instead of working on something i need to work on i decide that i you know want to help a friend out who's going through a really yet another really traumatic experience well then i don't feel bad about myself. And frankly, I'm probably doing it because I don't feel like doing that thing that I know I need to do. It's much more fun to step in and feel like the hero and to be praised and to feel good. So it's a distraction and it's a way for me anyways, I would procrastinate like, okay, so here's a current day example. Because I do want you to know, I still can from time to time have these tendencies. So I've just finished the final draft of the one through one method manuscript, the book, right? And I think you probably, if you've listened to previous episodes, you've heard that I write very slowly. I don't love sitting in a chair all day, staring at a screen. I'm a slow writer. I'm a meticulous writer. I stress about every word and I think about it and I write a sentence and then I reread it and then I revise it and then I reread it and then I revise it and I revise it it again before I move on to the next sentence. So it's not something I wake up every day. I'm like, I cannot wait to sit on my ass all day and write more pages of this book. It's not something I look forward to. I'm happy about writing this book. It's my passion and It's what fuels me every day, but the act of like just sitting and typing out exactly what I want to say, yeah, I'm going to find some things to procrastinate. So, and I've done that recently. Sorry, that road was like really loud. I'll write my senator and see if we can get that road quieted down. So, you know, I'm writing the book and I'll get a text message from somebody. (laughs) This is a true story. I got a text message from somebody I don't really even know very well. And he was like, You know, I was told by a mutual friend of ours that you could help me make this transition in my business. And what's your best advice on this, 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 and this? Now, listen, I don't know this person very well. I could just tell by the way they wrote the text message and what's going on in their life that this is somebody who needs some saving. So, what do I do? I'm like, Oh, Um, available and boom I snap right into like I can fix this for you mode here's login information to this here's this contact here let me write this for you here are your next 10 steps I literally took like three hours out of my day to coach and take care of this person instead of spending those three hours on my book now I don't even know this person I mean I've met him twice in person so to think that I'm gonna invest three hours of my time, just that day, you'd think that'd be enough, oh no, oh no. My tendencies are, I wake up the next day, I'm like, okay. He hadn't even reached out to me, and I'm like, okay, what should I tell him to do today? Like, what three things should I tell him to do that'll really help him through this business transition? And I spend, you know, probably an hour and a half, like, composing this long text message with steps and everything else he needs to do, and I'm like, okay, here I go, I know, be aware of why you're doing this, Shaleen. You're not doing it because you're a nice person. You're doing this because you're procrastinating. You're doing this because you want him to like you. You're doing this because it's going to feel good to have him say, like, wow, I learned all this from Like, It's egotistical. It's selfish reasons. I'm not You know, I just had to face the facts that that's what was motivating me to do these things. Yeah, I am a nice person, I really am. And I do like helping people. But even if you like helping people, you have to be honest with yourself and admit that one of the reasons why you like helping people is because it feels really good. And that's okay, you should still help people. But not to the extent that it risks your own responsibilities, and I was risking my own responsibilities because I had deadlines, It also meant if I spent, you know, two or three hours helping someone I don't know during the day and I still need to write, that means that's two to three hours that I'm taking away from my family where I could just be spending time present with them in the evening. So what do you do? How do you nip this in the bud? How do you break this pattern? How do you break this cycle? Step one is to be self-aware. So I want you to make a list. If this is you and you tend to continually attract these people into your lives, I want you to make a list of all of the ways it makes you feel like. How does it serve you? And I'm not talking about when it's, you know, like truly a friend who has a need. I'm talking about the wounded bird. (laughs) You know who I'm talking, if you're a wounded bird collector, you can spot somebody who's wounded from like a hundred yards away and you're like, oh, you need help. I'll be right there." like so you know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about helping people who you know really need your help. I'm talking about the kinds that are just forever wounded and you're doing it because it feeds something in you. okay. So be self-aware of that number one. Number two, let me give you some straight talk about why this is not healthy. Their problems become your problems. If there's somebody who you don't know very well and they need help, they've asked you to help them move this weekend and you don't even know this person very well. Now, now the fact that they don't have a truck to fit their couch in, now that's your problem. And your life has enough problems in it. It's stressful as it is and now, all of their problems are your problems. Like This person who's asked you to pick them up at the airport, you know, you'd like to say, can I just get you an Uber? But no, you're a nice person. You're like, oh sure, I'll pick you up in the airport. Well, now their flight delay is your problem. And again, you've got a lot of problems, not problems, issues, challenges, things that likely need to be addressed before you take on other people's problems. The other thing you have to recognize is when there are problems that create stress and then therefore their stress becomes your stress especially if you're a wounded bird collector you pride yourself on fixing problems so when they have problems that you can't fix what do you feel stress because you feel obligated to make everything right it also often develops into codependency because if you're fixing things for this person What do they learn about their own ability? That they're not capable. That they've got to come to you for help. That they need you. And that creates codependency. You're teaching them, essentially, they can't do it on their own. And you know what else? It's just really unfair to the healthy people in your life who deserve your attention, who deserve time with you, who deserve to enjoy all of the good things about you that you are probably going to be taken, sorry, but you're probably going to feel taken advantage of or at least taken for granted from somebody who's always got a problem. It also keeps you from doing the things that you know you need to do. So if you're trying to get over or fix your problem with procrastination, be very careful before you take on another wounded bird that you're not doing it just to avoid something else you need to do. It also just makes us feel better about ourselves when we can take care of somebody else who's really wounded, right? Like you don't have to look critically at your own imperfections and the things that you need to improve upon when there's somebody else who's like way, way worse. Well, at least I'm not an alcoholic. Well, at least I have a roof over my head. Well, at least I have a job. Like you can think these things to yourself and that means you don't have to look at the things you know you need to improve, right? So as I said, as I always try to make abundantly clear, we're all a work in progress. I'm certainly a work in progress. I have these tendencies you cannot even imagine. My husband will tell you, holy cow, I cannot even tell you the things I've done for other people. And if I told you them, you'd be like, oh, you just want to think you're a good person. But I realize now I wasn't doing it because I was a good person. I was doing it because I just wanted to save the day. And it took a lot of therapy for me to realize that I don't have to save other people in order to be significant I'm significant and I'm important because I'm a child of God because I'm a good person and I'm really good at being a good person and being a good person doesn't mean that you sacrifice your own dignity and your own money and your own time and that you sacrifice relationships with people who've invested in you to take care of people who won't be in your life two months from now I mean I've paid for strangers legal bills I can't even tell you some of the things that I've paid for and the time that I've invested and the things that I've done and the time I've taken away from my own family and my own business to save wounded birds of people who weren't in my life shortly thereafter or after they've come back and, you know, the well was dry. I mean, there's only so many times you can loan people money. There's only so many times you can, you know, bail people out when you're like, okay, so now I'm being dumb. <laughs> this person just keeps doing this over and over and over again. And all I'm teaching them is that I'm going to bail them out. So I speak from personal experience, but I'm not that way today. And two things change that. Number one, of course, is always being self-aware. Like that was important. I wasn't self-aware until my husband pointed it out to me because he would just go along with it. I'd be like, okay, is it all right if we give this person this kind of money to help out their family, blah, blah, blah. And you know, he's not gonna say no, but eventually he was like, you know, you're spending all this time on the phone with this person and all this time, you know, working on this or that. And you know, it would be nice if we could go on a date or it would be nice if when we're sitting down next to each other on the couch, you weren't preoccupied with other people's problems. And I was like, wow, holy cow, what a gift that was for him to shoot straight with me on that because it forced me to be introspective and think about why it was I was doing these things and it gave me permission and the insight and the the awareness to realize that it was unhealthy. It wasn't good for me and it wasn't helping these people and I'm not kidding. It's just such a relief. Now I still want to rush in to help people, but now I ask myself, okay, so just remember all of their problems are going to be all of your problems. And is that fair to you, your family, the people you work with? Like, is it fair? Is it right? And that's how I make that decision. So what about you? Instead of looking with resentment towards people who are you know always coming to you I just want you to look in the mirror and just think about it and just you know maybe hit me up in social media I'd love to know if you're able to recognize how it serves you to take care of these people and and if in fact you need to make some changes because that's what it's about it's not about perfection we're a work in progress it's just about being a little bit better every day and I'm really touched that the Shaleen Show is one of the ways you do that. I appreciate you sharing this message with other people. Sending this podcast to somebody else would be super dope. And as always, I'd like to remind you to remember to subscribe. And I'd love to see you at one of the Shaleen Show live events. All you need to do is get a ticket. Make sure we're coming to your city. I really want to meet you. Go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash Shaleen Show live. And I hope we get to meet. Until then, don't forget, you are the bomb.com and you can do freaking anything. I'll talk to you soon.